Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Weavecast. Thank you for tuning in to a, another Attack on Titan uh, episode. Because um, well, my Attack on Titan fix finally getting these episodes out last week. If you listened to last week's episode, I talked about the final season as a whole as a little quick review. Today, I'm going to be diving a little bit deeper into the ending of the manga. And I'm going to explain it a little bit and talk about... Well, I don't want to look. We'll get on that too. On the other side, we'll be talking about the the ending and how highly anticipated it was, how it was teased, um, how exciting it was. Just a fever pitch. Um, I was, you know, it, it isn't terrible, um, but it probably was the most predictable outcome. I'll say that much. Um, not only that. Not only the the exciting Attack on Titan manga ending I'll be talking about. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the surprise victory at the um, Kodansha Awards. The Kodan- the 45th annual Kodansha Manga Awards. I talk about... I used to talk about... I, I, I need to talk more about them. Or about the manga in general. Well, I guess we're doing a good start here with Attack on Titan manga ending. But I, I need to plan... It, I need to do some more manga topics um, going into the future. But I used to love talking about the Kodansha... Uh, awards talking about the the nominees and the winner and i'm going to talk about one of the surprise victories there and i hope you guys and it's about it's from a title that uh, that is gaining more steam as time goes by and do not be surprised because i do think this will be the next high q yes i know a little, a little teaser but before I get into all the, before I get into my exciting topics for today's episode, I wanted to get to talk about today's sponsor. Yeah, I gotta do it. You know, you know what it is. You know how it is. We gotta keep the lights on in here. And our today's sponsor is Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from a digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light sense lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light eliminating 99% of the glare the past year we have been glued to our devices more than ever especially myself ever since starting this podcast back in February of 2020 I have been doing watching double the amount of anime reading the triple amount of manga and have been editing on my iPad and phone for every each and every episode trying to get better and better so yeah I've been looking at my screen probably probably a hundred percent more than I have in the previous uh, in the previous year. So our exposure to digital light has soared, and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for a digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our Weebcast listeners ten percent off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids glasses. Click the link. In the show notes of this episode, if you're wanting to invest in a pair of your own, we know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. All right, guys, let's get into the show, and let's let's get ready for another Hey Yo on the other side. Hey, oh, 
Boys Weedcast Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Um, if you're listening to the, the intro of this episode, you already know what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking about Kodansha Wars, surprise victory there. Um, and then to the big topic, I got, I'm going to be talking about the attack on time, and I'm going to explain the ending, talk about a few problems with it, um, and talk about some of the positives as well. And so I'm really excited about doing that today. Uh, let's just get right into it. The the 45th Kodansha Manga Wars have been announced. And handing the surprise victory to Munu, uh, uh, Muneyuki Kaneshiro and Yusuke Nomura's Blue Lock in the Shonen category. Yes, Blue Lock. The, the, the heating, rising, popular soccer and uh, manga. But back in April, the nominees for the 45th Kodansha Awards were announced, and it included the likes of uh, Atofisi's Okubo's Fire Force, uh, Kanehito Yamada's and Tsukasa Abe's uh, Soso no uh, Fieren, uh, I think Taiki Kawakami's The Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, based on the original light novel. Um, that manga was also in all those uh, those three were in the Shonen category as well. And looking at the uh, results of the other high-profile award ceremonies, it seemed almost a given that, at least to me, I thought um, Yamada's and Abe's Soso uh, no Fieren would win. But the crown eventually went to um, Blue Lock. Um, not that it's undeserved, mine, but I will say, it is often said that the Kodansha manga awards are at least and, and i and I, I tend to believe with this this thinking as well that these awards are more of an opportunity for publishers to recognize and reward its own works um although series not published by kodansha have also been to win in the past you know um this year however it's it's a veritable Kodansha route, winning, they won in the shoujo category of the 45th Kodansha Manga Awards, um, was a condition called Love, check it out if you guys haven't read it before, and that's penned by Megumi um, uh, Morino, I believe, and serialized in Kodansha's uh, monthly shoujo magazine, um, now the name's about to blank on me, what's the name of that magazine, guys? Oh, Dessert. Uh, the category, the general category, went to uh, Yuria Sensei no Akai, Akai Ito penned by Kiwa Irie, and serialized um, in um, <clears throat> a magazine published pu- published by, well, you guessed it, uh, Kodansha. What's the name of, and the name of that magazine is B-Love. Um, and, that, and the B-Love magazine is a little bit different from the, the dessert shoujo magazine that Kodansha has. The B-Love magazine is a little more for adult women. Uh, but putting the publisher connection aside, the final results of the 45th Kodansha Manga Awards should serve to give you some great manga to read. And that's really the main purpose of it, at least I'd like to say. Um, Yuri Sensei no Akaito is actually the only series not to be licensed in English yet, which is a little, a little sucky. Uh, with both Blue Lock and A Condition Called Love available to read via Kodansha USA, which I highly recommend you guys get. And with any luck, all three victors might uh, be available soon. Anyway... But a victory in such a high-profile contest should serve to push some of these series further towards the prospect of uh, adaptation, especially Blue Lock. I think people who have read Blue Lock and who are aware of it, they know that anime adaptation is on somewhere on the horizon. 
Uh, I have a friend of mine. We've guessed that we th- we were going to get like an announcement of the fall of 2021, like this year or fall. We would get like some kind of blue lock anime adaptation announcement, which is still possible, I guess. I mean, but that was our prediction. Um, if not, it'll be early 2022. But that's that's another thing for another. <laughs> but we're talking mostly keenly about blue lock, which has. To surprisingly leapfrogged the likes uh, of Sode Demo, Ayumi Wai, Yosede Kuru, and Tesla Note um, for an anime out of the pages of Weekly Shonen Magazine. Anime win, hopefully, very soon. Um, now, from what you all been waiting for. And I love me manga. I'm glad this is a, such a manga-centric episode. Get to talk about the 45th uh, Kodansha Manga Awards. Talking about some Blue Lock, which I want, I want to do an episode on Blue Lock. Not sure how many people would actually listen into it because it's it's popular among a lot of uh, manga readers, but it still hasn't reached. It's not. Uh, you just can't go to any old weeb and say, "Hey, man, you read a Blue Lock?" They'll ask definitely what the hell Blue Lock is. You know, it hasn't gotten to that point to where like Blue Lock. Oh, the soccer anime. You bet. It will though. It definitely will. Uh, you can mark my words on it. C-Dub here said it here first. Blue Lock Anime, 2020, uh, spring of 2022, maybe? Let me, let me stop. Let me stop. Um, but yeah, I love talking about manga. As you know, guys, I'm a big manga head. Um, and I'm really excited to do this Attack on Titan topic here. Because there's a lot of things that go to, that, that went into this ending. Uh, I've talked to it to... A few friends of mine getting their perspective on the ending. I've had people say it was boring, uh, anticlimactic, um, predictable. And and the funny thing is, a few of my friends and I we actually predicted a lot of the events in the in the final chapter, and we felt like geniuses. By the way, absolute madmen geniuses and then i thought about it a little bit deeper and i said i wonder how many other people predicted the same thing because this did seem like a very predictable final chapter um but it it, look it'd be the understatement of the century to say that the end of the attack on titan manga was highly anticipated after many many years of teasing from hajime isayama um including the preview of the final panel excitement was at a fever pitch um and this may or may not have created certain expectations that could have not been answered. Um, and before I move forward, this is going to contain spoilers for the entirety of Attack on Titan, including Chapter 139, and a few spoilers from Kokios. Hmm? Hmm? What do you mean? Do you see that? What do you mean by you'll know? You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. On the whole, Attack on Titan ending is fine. That's what I summed it up to. It is fine. It isn't terrible, but it probably wasn't the most. Pre- it probably was the most predictable outcome. Aaron did get redeemed at the very end, with Isayama showing us that his intentions were noble, even if it wasn't if going about them in the most moral way. It's the classic Luge treatment from Kodias, becoming a villain for the hero's sake. The only difference was that Luge didn't murder eighty percent of the world's population. Expecting the alliance to fail and see Aaron go full evil would have wouldn't have been keeping in the series' status as a shonen manga. So it's not like I was expecting that. Even so, this final chapter suffers from a problem of perspective. 
just one small change would have made the Attack on Titan ending a whole lot more interesting. And let me explain. Essentially, the final chapter's first scene between Armin and Eren in the paths didn't need to happen. At all. Not only does it flash back to an earlier part of the story, it also fails to explain why Armin and Mikasa didn't remember until the battle was over. Eren just says, you'll probably remember again once it's all over. Maybe this was because Eren's power as the founding titan to erase memories kind of disappeared along with the, uh, uh, all of the other titans. It just feels clumsy, and probably because how much of Isayama struggled to put together this series' final arc and Attack on Titan's eventual ending may have been a part of that. But, and, and the thing is, another thing with Attack on Titan Code Geass Connection, it, it, was, did anyone else think Armin was just uh, Suzuru? I mean, Suzaku, why did I say Suzuru? Suzaku from Code Geass? You know, uh, um, Lelouch's rival friend. Come, come on. Really? It, it, you don't remember that panel when he says, uh, oh my god, I, you can see when he's screaming. He's yelling, he's like, I am Armin Alert, an Eldian from the island of Paradise. The man who killed Aaron Yeager, the attack titan. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There was a lot of Kogias connections. Not with the entire series, but with this final chapter alone, but... The, uh, maybe that might be a cool episode to do in the future as well. Do a Code Geass Attack on Titan analysis and see the similarities and the differences between the series because they're fascinating, super fascinating. But it would have been a lot more interesting if it was left up to the reader's interpretation whether Aaron was truly a villain, whether he truly believed in the rumbling, and removing the first scene of that uh, of the, the manga would have really achieved that, to be honest. Uh, furthermore, the seeds were already planted when Armin questioned why Aaron didn't simply up and control all the warriors on the way to kill him. That would have been, been possible with the Fountain of Titan's power easily. Instead, Attack on Titan and he preferred to go the more obvious route, making Aaron's true, inten true intentions clear, even if he did want to leave, you know, leave every surface at blank plane and, and look it's not all bad you know first of all it's good to see Aaron finally admit his feelings for Mikasa you know that's something years in the making about goddamn time and, and speaking of Mikasa trying her character or, you know tying her character development into that of Ymir and why the power of the titans disappeared was a very smart move they, they work so well together and give her tough choice a sufficient air of narrative importance. I really like that. And finally, it's refreshing to see that though, even though Aaron's motivations are crystal clear, the world isn't exactly back to normal after his death. Uh, the Jaegerists are still in power back on Paradise. Um, meaning that it's up to the remaining Survey Corps members and the Marleyan soldiers to kind of tell their story and maybe convince them to stand down. Um, and, and it'd be it'd be inaccurate to say that Aaron wasn't was entirely redeemed as a result of the attack on Titan ending. He admits himself that he probably still would have flattened the world without knowing that Armin and, co and company would stop him thanks to 
the attack titan's power and this does kind of suggest that he does harbor a little bit of evil in his heart which i like and that he truly believed the rumbling to be the only way and for someone like aaron yeager there are no shades of gray um it is only kill all the titans or kill all of humanity and there really wasn't any in, in between on that on that at all uh but the attack on Titan ending underscores perfectly the moral quandary of Aaron Yeager. Someone burdened by trauma, enraged by ideology, and for all the series' clumsy allegory and somewhat worrying appropriation of the Japanese war memory, eh, you remember that Polygon, you know, that Polygon article, um, feeling awfully surface level, but does show the imagery rubs some people the wrong way. Um, just look up Polygon, Attack on Titan, and talk about the Japanese war. It was, it's a little, and look, I don't give a fuck about Polygon, and, you know, that much. Uh, you know, there's, I have a problem with Polygon on, on several, several fronts, but that article they wrote on Attack on Titan, though, albeit, like I said, surface level, they did bring up a few good points, but moving on. It does provide us with a clear warning of what war can do to people, transforming them into monsters and feeding their hatred with a sense of righteous purpose. In this sense, it's very similar to Mobile Suit Gundam, which to this day does the war motif and the war, the, the labors of war, the hardships of war, the, the effects of war better than any other piece of I want to say almost piece of fiction, but I won't go that far. Right? Maybe just, I love Motive Sugana. But they do it better than any manga or anime I've ever seen. Ever. Um, and I need I, I need to do another Motive Sugana episode. Oh, God. But the small issues with Attack on Titan's ending doesn't really overshadow the series' incredible legacy. Nor the testament it provides to the strength of serialized storytelling. The fact that Hajime Isayama's series almost single-handedly lifted Basasu Shonen Magazine out of relative obscurity and made it into a household name, generating a colossal amount of sales for Kadansha around the way, this story is one that could have been done in manga. You know, it grew... It, it, could, have, it, it could only have been done in manga. It grew up alongside readers, changing its course and its characters accordingly. Isayama's voice also rings loud and clear through its entire run. Twelve years. That is how long Attack on Titan has been in serialization. I haven't been around since the very beginning. But I have been reading the series for close to almost a third of my life. So pretty, Actually, maybe I did get pretty close to the beginning. That gives this ending an extra air of importance. So I don't think it's insignificant for me to say that I'm, I'm mostly satisfied with the ending. Look, I'm just a guy on the internet, but I'm glad I lived to see the, the end. Um, as this caption on the cover of the latest issue of Bisatsu Shonen Magazine reads, Both you and I are part of the story. Let me just be real with you guys. When you think of anime, you think of Crunchyroll. When you think of food delivered real fast, you think of Postmates. So, when you think of podcasting, 
what do you think of, or at least when I think about podcasts, I think about Anchor. Anchor is the perfect place if you want to start your podcast. You can talk about all kinds of things. You don't just have to talk about some weave stuff that I talk about. See, in Anchor, there's a set of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone. It's crazy. And Anchor will actually distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you have to do is just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You can read Attack on Titan on Kadasha USA and on Crunchyroll Manga. Um, take your time if you ever want to read this series. And I hope you guys, I hope you enjoy the series and enjoy the ending. Um, and tell me if you read the ending. Let me know what you thought about it. You can let me know what you thought about your thoughts on this ending and on just the series in general or how it connects with uh, Code Geass so well. On my Twitter at Based Senpai. You can do this also on my Instagram on Weebcast TV. Um, you can also let you just send me an email at cl19 at mail.com. And those three links are in the description of this episode as well for, for your convenience. Um, not only that, but you're going to see the today's sponsor of Baxter Blue link in the comments. So make sure you check that link and see you, know, you might, might want some nice little glasses for yourself. Get 10% off um, by using that link in the show notes. But thank you for coming on to this episode of Attack on Titan where I get to explain some of the problems and some of the, the positives of the Attack on Titan ending. And I try to be succinct and try to be clear and try to and wrap it up as Attack on Titan did simply um, yet beautiful at the same time um, hope you like the blue lock news I was I when I was when I was yesterday when I was you know out and about yesterday I was really happy to hear that when I, uh, when I was checking the awards and that blue lock won in the Shonen category I was like this is amazing I'm definitely going to talk about that for Saturday's episode and here we are um, next week is a mystery um like i said it's been really hectic this month with work and all that kind of stuff so i haven't been able to plan a few episodes but for next week we'll see what we do like i said i might want to do a a jutsu kaisen i want i might want to talk about the shibuya arc just that arc and and see maybe how that's going to affect the future and i kind of wanted to really review that arc quickly um and if it doesn't turn out to be too much of an episode i may may do add another jutsu kaisen topic to uh, go hand in hand with my Shibuya arc uh, review, so that's probably what I'll do for next week. Um, I just really want to talk about some Jutsu Kaisen. Same thing, I want to really talk about Attack on Titan, um, not only the final season but the manga ending because it was you know, I'm a little late, but look, just get look, I'm trying my best here. I had a lot of guests on in the last month and a half, so uh, <laughs> I wanted to uh, catch up on the, the hottest anime and manga topics. I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing over the next several weeks is pretty much giving you straight up hot fire, some hot takes, a few wet blankets thrown there as well. Um, and you're like, what the fuck is a wet blanket? It's like the opposite of a hot take. That's, that's all you need. Um, but thank you. Like I said, thank you for allowing my voice into your ears and into your homes. This has been C-Dub. 
aka Mori, aka the independent variable, aka the man he's gonna he's got a little bit of water in, in him, he needs some coffee in him if he really wants to truly wake up on this Saturday morning. Um, but also before we, I let you go, I want to make sure that you guys share this episode with your friends and family or anybody who likes anime and manga and want to learn something, I think it too, from listening to my show and impress your friends. Um, like I said, we've cast the anime and manga, the number one anime and manga show is the only anime and manga show where you can get it, where you will get a deep dive on your favorite anime and manga. We just go that extra layer deeper and we do it the best. Yes, that's what it, we, we do it best. And I love the Weebcast fam out there always supporting me too um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. Thank you so much. Um, also, final, please, if you're listening to this on your on whatever podcasting platform, make sure that you rate it and subscribe to it, especially if you're listening to it on the Apple um, podcast thing. Please rate it and, and uh, give a review and a rating. Um, that really helps for small podcasts uh, for getting seen and noticed and growing. Um, I would love you forever. I always, I always love you, but I love let me love you even more. So please make sure you do that. Um, thank you so much. Now, <laughs> now we can wrap up the show. Because I thank you for coming, stopping by. Next week, get ready for Jujutsu Kaisen and much more fun topics here on Webcast. I'm out of 3000. See you.